Hey everybody, I wanna say a warm welcome to those of you who are joining us from the Echo family all across the Bay Area. A welcome to those of you who are joining us from Crossroads Churches and those of you who are spread across the United States. We're glad that you're with us today. Today is a little different as you can see and look around me, we're in my office. Uh, and that's because I felt like I needed to pivot. I felt like I needed to give you a different message than the one I had already prepared. So the one that we did this week as a continuation of our No Regrets series, we'll still actually put that out on YouTube. If you want to go this week to our Echo Church YouTube channel, you can watch it there. Uh, that was about rebuilding the foundation after a very difficult storm has hit your life. So I think you'll find that message encouraging. But today, I felt like I needed to address what has been happening in our country. Uh, as many of you know, this week has been so crazy, and maybe it's affected you personally in a significant way. We would love to know that. We would love to know how you're doing and how you're processing, and even specifically how we can pray for you during this difficult time. You're going to see a link that comes up right now, echo.church slash check-in on all of our platforms. We want to encourage you right now to go ahead and check in with us. Let us know that you're here. Let us know how you're feeling, doing, and how we can be praying for you right now in this moment. Now, here's what I want to do today. Um, I want to share with you from the perspective as a pastor how we as a church are to respond in times like this. And as you, I'm sure, were, I was overwhelmed. I was very troubled the first night when I watched that video. My heart was sick. Uh, I was really saddened as I watched th this man on the ground saying, I can't breathe with a knee on his neck. And it was a very disturbing image. Now, the last thing I'm going to do is bash uh, police officers who serve in our community here in San Jose because we have multiple people who are a part of our Echo family who are in law enforcement, who are great men and women of God, and we are incredibly grateful for your service to our community. But in this instance, the man who had his neck on George Floyd, his, his knee on George Floyd's neck, it was, it was horrible. It was a horrible thing to watch. And as a follower of Jesus, it's oftentimes hard to know what do you do? How do you respond in these moments to such great injustice in our society. I wrestled through the reality, as you can very clearly tell by looking at me, I'm a white dude. I'm a white man. I'm a pastor. And um, in a lot of ways, it's hard for me to know what to say. But I knew that I would have regrets if I didn't leverage the platform God had given to me to talk to you as a church. Now, you probably know if you've been around Echo for a while, I am really, really careful to leverage my messages or the platform of our church for anything that is political. I think Jesus, the last thing he had on his mind when he taught and he built his ministry was politics. You can see even how people wanted him to be more of a political leader, and he shunned that. He even was willing to go so far as to have people who were politically different from one another on his inner circle. He had one guy that was a zealot that wanted to overthrow the Roman Empire. And he had another guy who was a tax collector and represented the Romans. So could you imagine these two guys, how they were always fighting with one another? Je Jesus intentionally put diversity on his team. And God loves diversity. God loves people who see things differently. God loves people who look differently. And I want to give you three things to think about that are straight from the Bible 
that are so important. And I want to ask you for your grace in this moment, especially for those of you in our church who are of different ethnicity than I am, um, to give me grace to know I'm, I'm going to do my very best to give what I think the Bible would want us or what Jesus would want or God would want to say to us right now in this moment. The first one is this. It's important for us to recognize that diversity is God's plan. Uh, I love when we are gathered physically looking around the room of our campuses to see the diversity, to see that we have Africans, we have African-Americans, we have people from Asia, from South America, we have Europeans, we have um, people who are from the Middle East. We have pretty much most of the world represented in our local church as, as a body of believers spread across our campuses and all over the Bay Area. We even now have people that are joining our services from countries all over the world. And it's important for us as a church and for every person who is aiming to live according to God's plan to recognize that diversity is God's plan. In Revelation chapter 7, you can go read these verses later, but I just want to show you a picture of what heaven is like. God gave one of the early followers of Jesus, John, a glimpse into heaven. And John said this, after this, after a vision, I saw a vast crowd, too great to count, from every nation and tribe and people and language, standing in front of the throne and before the Lamb. They were clothed in white robes and held palm branches in their hands, and they were shouting with a great roar, salvation comes from our God who sits on the throne and from the Lamb. I love that picture of salvation that has come to every nation, tribe, and tongue surrounding the throne of Jesus. And this was God's plan. From the beginning of time when God made humanity, when he put Adam and Eve in a garden, God created diversity. He wanted the world to reflect his heart his creation, having hundreds of different types of plants and fish and different terrains on planet earth, that all that diversity is reflecting the glory of God. So if we don't like diversity, we don't like God. We don't like what God has created. And we are, as as human beings of every ethnicity, we are created equal by God, intentionally by God, as a diverse group of people to bring glory that reflects his character, his heart to the world. God created you. God created me. He created all of us. And when you look around you, in our neighborhood, for example, we have people on one side of us in our neighborhood that they're Vietnamese. We have another group of people that are Chinese on the other side. We have a Hawaiian behind us. We have an Indian over um, two houses down. We have someone from Africa a few houses down. We have an African-American. Our, our neighborhood is diverse. And I believe with all my heart that when we get to heaven, our neighborhoods are going to be incredibly diverse. And they're going to be people from different nation, tribes, and tongues. And if you don't like diversity, there's a problem. It's a problem. And I wonder today, um, if you've let that set in, there's such a natural tendency. Stacy was telling me about some research that she was hearing about this week of of teachers who um, were asked to look at their classrooms and look for trouble. And they didn't know what they were looking for. And they were able to scan the eyes of the teachers through a monitor. And the teacher's eyes were naturally drawn to the children in the class who were black, who were African-American, who who were there. And they, they naturally went to a skin color as they were trying to, and none of the kids had done anything wrong. It, it is, it's a problem that systemically has, has gotten into the fabric of our society where oftentimes 
people with different color skin are treated differently. And this is not God's desire. This is not God's plan. For those of us who are followers of Jesus, we should work towards racial reconciliation. We should work towards equality in every environment, in churches, in in schools, in businesses, that there would be people at the table of different skin colors and different genders that are representing the glory and the diversity of God. This is God's plan from the beginning, and it's God's plan that will echo for all eternity. So point number one, I hope you, you hear my heart very clearly, that God wants diversity in our church, and God wants diversity in His kingdom. Second big idea is that the good news of Jesus is both vertical and horizontal. That God's good news, good news brings vertical and horizontal reconciliation. In Ephesians chapter um, 2, we see these beautiful verses from, uh, again, one of the early followers of Jesus, a guy by the name of Paul, and he says this, For Christ himself has brought peace to us. How many of you today are grateful that you have peace because of Jesus? If you're grateful, go ahead and put it in the chat right now. And when you think about the peace of God, the image that comes to mind is the cross. That was, that was the whole point of the cross, that Jesus would die on a cross to restore us back to God so that we could have peace with God, that your sins and my sins could be done away with, that we could be forgiven, that we could stand holy and righteous before God, that we could have a new name, that our story doesn't have to be dictated by our past, but our story can be dictated by the glory of Jesus represented as the perfect Son of God hung there with nails in His hands and nails in His feet and a crown of thorns in His head. That that one demonstration of love is enough to make peace between us and God. Paul is saying that you can have peace. And now he describes in addition to the vertical aspect of the peace that we have with God, the horizontal aspect of peace. He says this, he united, God united Jews and Gentiles into one people. Now the Jews hated the Gentiles. They, they, they did everything that they could to separate themselves from people who were different than them. And Paul's saying to the followers of Jesus who were Jewish and to the followers of Jesus who were Gentiles, that the message of Jesus was about bringing together Jews and Gentiles. It was about dividing racial reconciliation. It says that when he in his own body on the cross died, he broke down the wall of hostility that separated us. This is Ephesians chapter 2, 14. He did this by ending the system of law with its commandments and regulations. He made peace between Jews and Gentiles by creating in himself, listen to this, one new people from two groups together as one body, both groups to God by means of his death on the cross and our hostility towards each other. Listen to this. Our hostility towards each other was put to death. What the scripture is communicating there is that the whole goal of Jesus' death was both vertical and horizontal reconciliation. So when there is division between us and God, it breaks the heart of God. And when there is division between us and each other, when there is division in homes, when there is division in communities, when there is division in a nation, it breaks the heart of God. When people are separated because of their skin color, It is offensive to the heart of God. Jesus came not just to die so that we could be reconciled to God. Jesus came and died on a cross 
to pay for our sins and so that we could be reconciled to one another. And if there is somebody in your life that there is a strained relationship between you and them, and you are a follower of Jesus, there is, a, there is sin in your life. There is a void in your heart. And Jesus calls those of us who put our trust in him to work towards reconciliation, to get at the table and have difficult conversations with one another, to join into groups like echo groups. And there's never been a better time to get into an echo group than right now. There's something powerful about being in a room with people who don't see things eye to eye with you, who come from different backgrounds that maybe even have different religious beliefs than you do. But in that process, it's bringing honor and glory to God. And when we come together and we're unified, it helps the, the heart of God rejoices in our unity. The heart of God is glad when people of different denominations let their denominational walls tear down. When people of different religious backgrounds, even though they may not believe the thing, same thing, are willing to work and build bridges in those relationships. So followers of Jesus don't burn bridges. Followers of Jesus build bridges. We work through our misunderstandings. We stay at the table and recognize and acknowledge when we're wrong and we've made mistakes. And I think that this is a great opportunity for those of us who are part of white, Amer who are white Americans to recognize that our, our people, our ethnicity have made mistakes historically. And from the, the slave trade hundreds of years ago, there have been so many people who have been mistreated by people with my skin color. And I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I'm sorry on behalf of my forefathers who have mistreated people with different skin color. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the pain that has been caused and the systemic nature of this pain that still exists in our culture today. This is dishonoring to God, and we have to do whatever we can as a church and as followers of Jesus to work towards reconciliation, to try to do everything that we can to change it. And one of the best things that we can do, this is the third and final thought that I have for you, is that the best thing that we can do is love one another. Third, love is our greatest weapon. The greatest weapon that we have to fight against racism, to fight against racial injustice, to fight against the problems in our world is love. Jesus said in John chapter 13, this verse is one of the most potent verses in all the New Testament. Jesus says in John 13, he says, dear children, uh, verse 33, I'll only be with you a little while longer. And as I told the Jewish leaders, you'll search for me, but you can't come where I'm going. He's talking about the fact that he's going to a cross to pay for our sins. So now I am giving you a new commandment. Here's the new commandment. So now I'm giving you a new way to live, he says. Love each other just as I have loved you. You're, you should love one another just as I have loved you. This is a really strong statement from Jesus. That the whole goal now of our journey spiritually is to love one another. That if you look at my life and you look at your life and you look at the life of other people who decide to follow Jesus, if there is not an increase in love, there's something wrong with our faith. There's something wrong with our journey spiritually. As we're formed and shaped, as we grow in knowledge and wisdom, that knowledge and wisdom should result in greater love. It should result in a brokenness in our heart for people who are disconnected from God. 
That's why I'm, I want to make sure you know I'm so excited about our HOPE project that kicks off on June 14th, because we're going to take a series of 40 days to focus on the subject of HOPE. It's a 40-day HOPE journey, and we're going to do everything that we can to unleash HOPE into our community during this crazy time. There are people in your life who have never experienced the love of Jesus, and now is a great time by inviting them to be a part of the HOPE Project. Now is a great time to make a massive difference in somebody's life by loving them, by inviting them, by sharing a link with them as you invite them to our church, or even just doing something kind to go out of the way to deposit hope. Followers of Jesus should be broken over the reality that so many people in our society are disconnected from God. And we should represent to the world the heart of God by loving one another. In fact, Jesus says in verse 35, your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. What's the greatest witness? What's the greatest testimony? What's the greatest evidence that you're a follower of Jesus, that our church has been transformed, that we have been made new? It's love. There's there's no other evidence that has a greater impact on the world around us than love. And right now is a great time to love. I have been so blown away these last few months watching you love, watching so many of you go to Second Harvest to give away food. And those of you who have given generously, many of you above and beyond your regular tithes and offerings, those of you who have served on Echo Compassion and helped us love people in our community who've lost their jobs and give financially resources to those in need. You've loved, you've loved and loved and loved and represented Jesus so well. And now is the time for us again to fight with love. When we love each other, when we work past our division, past our differences and we fight for unity with love, it brings great honor and glory to God. And when people look at our posts online, And they see us loving one another. They see us blessing other people. They see us caring for one another. This is the greatest example that we have been transformed by the love of Jesus. Now, you might be watching this today and you're not a follower of Jesus. This this whole thing is new to you. Maybe you're tuning in because somebody invited you. Maybe even you're just heavy hearted this week over what you've seen. I want to say to you today, you can have peace with God. By putting your trust and your faith in Jesus for the forgiveness of your sin, your sins, your life can be transformed from now through all eternity. And I want to invite you right now in this moment to make a decision to get right with God, to turn to Him, to turn to Him through the brokenness, through the pain, through the sorrow, the things that you've carried maybe for decades in your life, that sin, God can forgive it today. The cross is evidence of God's love for you. It's, it's a horizontal and a vertical love. And today he's inviting you to be restored to his heart, a vertical relationship with God. I wanna invite you right now, just tell him, Jesus, I believe that you died on a cross for my sins. I believe that you conquered the grave and came forth victoriously. And I wanna surrender my life to you. Please forgive me for my past. And please give me new life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to encourage you to let us know right now in that feed. Just say, I made a decision today to follow Jesus and surrendered my life to him. Others of you, I want to encourage you to make a decision today 
to work towards reconciliation. And I want to give you a couple practical things that you can do. One practical thing that you can do is that you can make a decision this week to have a conversation with somebody who's different than you. So I want you to find somebody in your neighborhood, somebody who you work with on a Zoom chat, somebody that has a different skin color or a different ethnic background and have a conversation with them and ask them, what is it like to be in your shoes for a day? And if you're going to do this, I want to invite you right now, just go to echo.church slash check-in and let us know this week that you're going to work towards having a conversation with somebody who's different than you. We'll pray for you. In fact, if you put right in there, we'll pray over every single one of those prayer requests And we'll ask God to bless that conversation and it'll be beautiful to watch what happens as a result of that. Now, next week when we come back, we're going to continue our conversation about relationships. I'm excited because I get to interview one of my very good friends from high school uh, that recently in the last uh, few years made a decision to follow Jesus. He wasn't a follower of Jesus in high school and he was actually uh, one of the people that God used to put the vision for Echo Church in my heart. We're going to wrap up our series. I want to encourage you to be back as I interview my good friend Mark, and we're going to talk about the importance of community and relationships. But I want to give you one other really practical thing that you can do this week. You can take a step to get involved in community. You're going to hear more from our campus hosts about engaging in community, and you can sign up today to be a part of one of our Hope Project groups. They're going to be amazing. We've put together some phenomenal resources. I've been writing a 40-day guide or inspiration that every day will give you about five to seven minutes of inspiration. There's going to be groups and messages, and all that's kicking off on June 14th. We're really excited about that. Now, before we go back to our hosts, I want to make sure that you know uh, about our opportunity to give back to God. Every week here, we love to give. We love to be conduits of God's generosity to other churches and to other people and to our community. Uh, I love hearing stories of so many of you who've taken that step of faith to trust in God with your generosity. And I want to I remind you that as you give, part of what you're helping us do is rebuild walls in our community. Uh, you may have already heard this, but we were able to help a church that was ministering in the Middle East by giving some resources to help them reach people in countries where it's illegal to be a follower of Jesus. We were able to do that through Echo Compassion. And literally hundreds of people are being impacted through your generosity. If you've never given, I want to invite you today to give for the very first time. If you go to echo.church slash give, You can join with us in our generosity, and God is using that to make a massive difference. Again, we have seen more people come to faith through this crisis now uh, than we have the previous year. There are lives that are being changed. We have more people connected into community than ever in our church's history. We're going to see even more people connected this summer. So the church is thriving. And the thing that the enemy means for evil in our community and in our world with this virus is not going to stop God's church. It's not going to stop our mission. We're pressing forward in faith. We're sharing God's truth and we're believing that the best of what God wants to do is in front of us. So we say thank you. Thank you to those of you who pray. Thank you to those of you who give at echo.church slash give. Your generosity is making a huge difference. So I want to pray for you as you give today, and then I'm going to send it back to our campus hosts. And also, um, I'll be joining Stacy on Tuesday online at 8 p.m. on my Instagram, at Pastor Andy Wood, for a further conversation about this. If you want to join and tune in and let me know what you're thinking 
uh, and we would love to have you be a part of that conversation. Let's pray together before we go back to our host. Father, thank you today for your goodness. Thank you that you've called us to fight with love and to make a difference in our community. Help us be people that build bridges, that get to know those who are different than us. Help us to join into community through our groups and do life together with people who have different ethnicities than us. Help us as those of us who are followers of Jesus to be sources of light to those around us, that our hearts would break for those who don't know your heart. And I pray, dear Father, that you would make our church, Echo Church, a fantastic demonstration of your love to the world, that we would love one another the same way, Jesus, that you loved us. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.